As I was resting the other night, it's just recently I told you the Lord just wakes me up. And I get up and I wake up with these things. And, and so I am thinking about different things. I was thinking about giving before I went to bed. I was thinking about people giving, which is something about what I've said this, this morning. I was thinking about various other things that were, you know, just in the church and people, issues that I know of, the challenges that people face and, and why they face them. I mean, I've faced those challenges myself. I mean, you have to understand, I have, I have uh, like you, gone through many of the challenges each and every one of you has faced in this room. I am not immune from these, these, these challenges and, and home and marriage and, and all of those things. I, I, I'm not immune from my dog dying. My dog died. I'm not immune from that. And you aren't either. You're not going to be immune. Christianity does not immune you or give you an immunity from the things that go on in life. But you, you meet people and they tell you that, that they're just so depressed. And you ask them, you say, well, why are you depressed? I don't know why I'm depressed. I'm just so depressed. You know, and, I, and you ask, well, is it menopause? I mean, are you going to, are you going to, I mean, is this possibly what it is? Well, I don't know. I don't think that's it. I just, I'm just, just seriously depressed. And then, some, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm overweight and I'm depressed and I'm, you know, I, 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 clothes don't fit, and I'm depressed. And I, I look in the mirror, and I'm old, and I'm depressed. And I, somebody said that to me. They said, you know, I just I started feeling old. I said, you are. <laughs> you know, whether you like it or not, you are. You know, I mean, no sense being depressed about it. And then, and then just all the other challenges, you know, people ready to fold in on their marriage and Business is not succeeding and job failures and all kinds of things, all of which some of you have control over and some of them things you don't in the natural sense of things. Because in the natural, you can't control what another person will do. You just can't. You have influence over that with, with favor. You have influence over that with prayer. But you can't change what they're going to do. You, the, the fact is, is that Pharaoh could, Pharaoh could throw you into the lion's den. Whether you think that that's true or not. I mean, you might want to pray as much as you want to. But if Pharaoh throws you in the lion's den, there's a lot you can do. They, they, they may put you through a fiery furnace. Somebody may actually grab you and throw you into the furnace. If you understand what I'm talking about. You're not always, you're not always in a position. I remember I was driving down the road and, and Amy and I were coming out of the gym. We just left. It was a good day. Brian was in the back seat. Things were good. We were in our van. Can you believe I used to have a minivan? Can anybody believe that? <laughs> I tried everything, nice tires, dice in the mirror, just none of it worked, you know. It's just nothing cool about a minivan and me. It just doesn't work. And so we're driving in the minivan, and we're driving down the road in our nice minivan, and Brian's in the back seat, and we come to the light at five points, and we're going to go through this light at five points and turn green. Guy runs the red light, takes off the front of the van. Bam! I mean, just, you know, I mean, the things rocking, glasses flying everywhere in the car, and he must have been doing a decent speed, and he couldn't stop the thing because it was full of stuff, and it just ran right into us, and anyway, uh, you know, I, I mean, you know, I couldn't stop that. I couldn't stop that from happening. I wanted to stop it. I mean, I'm a prayer. I prayed and sought God. I mean, I'd been fasting at times, and you know, I mean, I didn't do anything wrong. I wasn't living in sin, and yet I couldn't stop the fact that life throws challenges and curveballs at me. I just couldn't stop it. I couldn't, couldn't stop the fact that, the, that the, I wish I could have prayed that, that Chase wouldn't have closed. But it did. I mean, it hasn't closed. It's still there. But, I mean, how many people lost their jobs? A thousand? You know, I mean, and you might have been one of those. You might have been sitting in that room. You didn't have a choice. Some guy in Kalamazoo, Michigan, decided out of college from Yale, we could save money. Let's fire all them folks in Florence. 
and wish you could punch that guy in the face, right? Right? You don't have control of that. But let me tell you what, that doesn't mean you don't have control. That doesn't mean you don't have authority because even though you might go through a lion's den, you can come out sleeping on the lion. He doesn't have to eat you. And even though you might go through a fire furnace, you can come out the other end of the furnace not smelling like smoke. And you might go through the Red Sea, but thank God you're going through it. Does anybody understand what I'm trying to say? That's the control that we have. We have the control over what the world will do to us. We have control over what the results of what is done to us will do to us. When somebody does us wrong, it doesn't matter. I can't control what they're not willing to do. If somebody's not willing to control their tongue and they run their mouth about me, I can't stop that as much as I would love to and pray it out. But I can control what it's going to do to me. I can control whether it'll devastate my life or not devastate my life. I can control whether or not it will rule my life or not rule my life. There are people sitting in this room and there are people that I deal with on a daily basis that their lives are the expressions of others. They're the image of someone else. You may not realize this, but, but, but maybe when you were a child, your parent, the person you trusted and, and had great faith and, and trust in, maybe they abused you in some measure, whether it be verbally, physically, or sexually, or whatever. And today, as a 50-year-old, a 30-year-old, a 40-year-old, a 70-year-old, you are an expression of that because they're still ruling your life. You see them, and it changes you. It alters you. When you make mistakes in your life or challenges come, you revert back to go, That's, that caused it. Does, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, maybe a divorce happened in your marriage. You were married and you were going along great and all of a sudden your husband had an affair on you and the, most, the, the, the man you needed to trust the most, the person uh, you had an affair with, you ended up getting divorced and now you're making decisions to live a lifestyle. You, you can't even go to the same church you used to go to because that man's in it. You understand what I'm saying? There's people that do this. I can't go there because he's there. I can't go there because she's there. Does anybody understand what I'm trying to say? And so the decision, in other words, you're not making your own decisions. You've allowed someone else. You, you become the image of somebody else. You form an image of who you are based on the experiences of your life. And so you are, you are, you are the image of something. So I'm laying in bed the other day, and I'm thinking about just different things. I was thinking about, you know, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I go to bed, and in the middle of that, the Lord wakes me up, and he says, Steve. Now, I hear him like this. I don't know. He always calls me Steve. <laughs> Steve. That's how I hear it. That's how I'm, Steve. I'm laying there in bed. God wakes me up. Steve. You were made in my image, you know. I heard him say, Steve, you, you were made in my image, you know. You were made in my image, you know. And I jumped up out of bed, and I started writing like crazy. And I started thinking, you know, here's the thing. You know why most people have dissatisfaction in their life? Why most people are, are struggling with their finances, struggling in their marriages, struggling, they're having affairs, and they're messing up, and they're doing all this stuff, is because if God made you to be a toaster, and you're making coffee, you're not fulfilling the purpose of God in your life. <laughs> I made you in my image, you know. Steve, you know, I made you in my image. 
And then I begin to look at what, what is God? Who is God? What is God like? If I was, look, if I, if I got up here today, I want you to think about this. Just think about this. I want you to think about this concept. Now think about an image that's on the, there was an image of me on this screen and it, it, that image, there it is. There's an image. That's an image of me. Now it's not me. It's not a duplicate. It's not a copy, but it's an image. Now you can know about me by the image. There's a recognizability of me. If you didn't see me, you could see me in the image. Now, if that was Brother George on that screen, he's not my image. If I took that screen and blacked out my face, it wouldn't be my image. Does anybody understand what I just said? So let me give you an example. I want you to think about the Word of God. I want you to think about what God did with the Word of God. And I'm going to close with this so that you understand what I'm trying to say to you. This is talking about prosperity. It's talking about your marriage. It's talking about when Jesus said this, when I heard this in my spirit, a light bulb came on to me and some understanding came into me. From Genesis, listen to this. This is what it says in Genesis chapter one, verse 26 through 28. And God said, let us make man in our image. This is talking about the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. After our likeness, and let them have dominion. See, this is the image and the likeness of God. This is the image and likeness. And let them have dominion. That's the image and likeness. It's what God, that's what being like God, that is the image of God, should produce. It is the, it is the equivalence of God. It is, in other words, if I am the image of God, if I am looking like the image of God, and I am and what is, what, how am I going to get the image of God? What is the image of It's the word of God. Because the word of God is what produces the image of God. Does anybody get that? Amen. The word of God is what produces the image of God. To get to be the image of God, then the word has to be in you. And faith has to happen in you. That word coming alive for you to become the image of God. That's why when it says, beloved, I wish above all things that I may prosper and being healthy even as your soul prospers. That's what we're supposed to be. That's the image. That, that word produces image. The image is not broken down sick and, 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 and in lack. It is one of authority and dominion. See, this is what the production of image will do. When I am the image of God, he'll have dominion over the fish of the sea. Somebody said, do you have dominion over the fish of the sea? Yes, I have dominion. I got them in my freezer. You bet I've got dominion over them. How do I know? I got them in my freezer. You get me? I've got dominion over the fowl of the, of the air, over the cattle, over all. Listen, somebody say all. all. Over all the earth. See, you've got to understand. When God made the angels, you know the Bible says that you were created lower than the angels. That's an incorrect statement. Because if you looked at that scripture, it actually says lower than Elohim. The word Elohim was referenced to God's power. It was indicating to us that we were made a little lower than God, not lower than the angels. The reason I can say that is, is because the angels were created beings. We were formed and made in the image of God. There's a difference. When the earth was created, get this now, I'm going to go a little deep. When the earth was created, he made dirt and he made clay and he made mountains and trees. And then he scooped that together and formed out of the creation. That, that, that he formed the authority that we have. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? Because the angels were not given the right to make the decision. They, they were given the ability 
to make the decision. You're, you're really liking this. I can see it. <laughs> the angels were given the ability to make the decision to not serve God, but they were not given the right to do it because they were created beings. That's why when Satan fell, he didn't have the right to make that decision. But when God formed us in his image, he not only gave us the ability to make the decisions of our life, but he gave us the right. Now, if you don't understand, that's huge. Because you now have the right to determine to be the image of God or not to be. Not just the ability, but the right. The choice is yours to have all that God wants for you or not. Dominion is the result of the, of, of the image of God in your life. Does anybody understand? And so when I, the, the, what, I, what I'm trying to get at here is where I'm going to be preaching in the next few sermons is in his image. And this is where we're going, that God has imaged for us his word. And how does that work? How can I become the image of God? And what should the image of God look like? Should it look like a broken down, can't get by, barely making it person? Should it look like a sick person? And no, because when God formed us, we were given authority on this planet. Now see, the devil may be the God of this world system, but he ain't the God of the Christian. Amen. He's not the God of the believer. Do you understand? So he doesn't, when Jesus said he took back all authority and put it all under his feet, he literally meant he restored to us our created position of that image of God, that who we are. In the likeness of God, he came and restored the ability to live in the likeness of God, to live in the image of God, to be that which God had created us to be. If you're not functioning in the creation that God made you to be, you are not going to be fulfilled in your purpose. You can only have purpose and fulfill the purpose and plan of God if you are in his image. Is God a giver? For God so loved the world that he gave. That is who he is. If you are going to image him, what will you be? And if you're not a giver... If you are not a giver, you're not fulfilling his image. Amen. Does anybody see it? Now, let me give you an example. And I'm going to close with this. Oh, let me finish reading the scripture. Somebody say, he didn't even read the Bible, Sunday. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> over the foul, over every, you know, we're, we, have, we have dominion over everything that creeps. If you know any creeps. <laughs> Y'all know that was funny. Y'all know that was fine. That's pretty good. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. God blessed them, empowered them, and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, fowl of the air, and every living thing that moves upon the face of the earth. We are created to be the image of God. And when we are not doing that, our life cannot be fulfilled. People are out making all kinds of choices in life. You're, you're, there are people in this room, people listening to me right now. 
You don't know how to make yourself happy. You don't know how in the world. Why are you unfulfilled in your marriage? Why am I unfulfilled? And you go outside of your marriage to find fulfillment. And I can tell you it's because you're not commanding the image of God in your life. Now let me give you an example. Let's pretend, and I'm going to finish with this. Out in that parking lot, there is a Corvette. Okay? 2014 Corvette, low profile, red Corvette. Right now, do you have an image? What are you seeing out there? You, you, what are you seeing? Could you find it? All right, let me add to it, because I can, I can increase the image, can I? I've got the top down. What do you see now? What do you see, George? A red Corvette with the top down. Let me increase it some more. I've got the stereo on. I've got the best sound system you can get, and it's playing You Are Good from Israel. What do you see now? And it's got 18-inch low-profile tires with the most beautiful rims you have ever seen. Cast aluminum. Beautiful. My wife is sitting in it. What do you see now? You see your words. And the word of God that you know and live in create the image of God. And with increase of that word, increase of that knowledge, you increase your image. Hallelujah. <laughs> I love you, man, because you're just eating this up. Just like you've never heard this before. <laughs> He looks like a little bird. Like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I love that because that's how I am. You see, if you, if, you, if, you, if you come and let me teach you what the Lord showed me when he woke me up and said, Steve, you were made in my image, then I can take you someplace that you're not right now. Can you see what I'm trying to say? See, there's an increase that God wants in our vision, an increase. And when we become the image of God, then we become the power that God called us to be. Then we become the dominion that God called us to be. And we take effect, we become, we become what God called us to become.